A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm glad you're with us on the program today. No, we're not talking to Matthew McConaughey on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we did write about his appearance at the White House press briefing yesterday, the emotional and impassioned plea for uh, not gun control, but gun responsibility, which looks a lot like gun control. Not bans on AR-15s, mind you, but still uh, restrictions and changes to our current gun laws. I would encourage you to uh, check out our coverage at BarryAndArms.com. But uh, today, we're going to be talking about something that isn't getting discussed on Capitol Hill, but it is apparently uh, getting a lot of debate and discussion in school districts around the country, and that is arming teachers and school staff. Uh, joining me on the program today is Laura Carno with Faster Colorado, which is a program that that trains school staff so that they can carry a firearm on school grounds to serve, again, as that first line of defense for students if, God forbid, somebody comes onto campus with the intention of slaughtering as many innocent people as possible. Laura has been talking to a lot of folks since the shooting in Uvalde, and I wanted to uh, get caught up with her because I think this is a really underreported story. The number of districts out there that are quietly considering arming employees. Take a look and a listen. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the program. It's great talking with you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I just want you to give folks an idea of what Faster Colorado is all about. Um, I know this is an offshoot of the Faster program in Ohio, but what is it that you do um, and, and how long have you all been doing this in Colorado? Yeah, so it's already been six years um, since we started Faster Colorado, and you're right, it um, it was an offshoot of Faster Saves Lives in Ohio. They helped get us started out here. Um, but what we do is we offer um, free or low-cost training to schools that can't afford um, great training for their armed school staff. Many schools, um, because we're this far into it, um, can afford the tuition now. Um, but we want to make sure that the, um, the armed school staff in Colorado have access to world-class training, not just adequate training, which you know is what many of them were left with before um, Faster Colorado was here. So we just want them to have the best chance possible of saving lives. What what is the law in Colorado around armed school staff? I mean, what are what are the restrictions? What are the provisions? What options do districts have? Yeah, and that's a great question because it's it's different state to state. Here right in, here in Colorado, um, the school board or the charter school board has to um, approve the policy, pass a resolution, which essentially um, exempts them from the Gun Free Schools Act. Um, and allows them to add members of their staff, whether it's a teacher or a janitor or a coach or principal, um, to their security team, and then they can lawfully carry on campus. Okay. Um, are there any restrictions as to how many armed school staffers can be in place, or can it be as many as volunteer? Yeah, I mean, the, the law doesn't put a, a limit on that. A cap, okay. Yeah, I think what the limiting factor ends up being is that they um, – they look for volunteers that nobody is ever forced to do this. And so the number of volunteers is probably the number of people who support 
um, the policy as opposed to those who don't support the policy or wouldn't carry themselves. Um, so, you know, we our, our experts, our instructors who are all active duty law enforcement instructors, they say ideal would be one person per hallway per floor um, gives the best coverage. Um, we've seen anywhere from, you know, a, a school trying one person to a school, um, you know, we have a lot of rural schools in, uh, let's say, uh, 100 kids, K through 12, one building. Um, and one of our schools that's been doing this a very long time has um, seven armed defenders in that in that size of a school. So we see the gamut. Yeah. Do you know, do you have a rough idea about how many districts currently have armed school staff in Colorado? I have a precise number for you. Um, we're actually working with schools in 37 of Colorado's 178, I think, districts. So it's still a minority um, mm -hmm. at this point, but certainly the activities in um, in Uvalde um, have shaken the country, and, and we're certainly seeing a lot of extra um, interest right now. I was going to say, um, yeah, which is somewhat surprising to me, given that, you know, Colorado, I think, has this reputation now of being a blue state, of being an anti-gun state. The state legislature's passed all kinds of gun control measures, including uh, repeal of firearms preemption laws. Um, so the fact that, A, you guys have an armed school staff program in place, I think might surprise some people that uh, Democrats haven't gotten rid of that. But uh, again, the, the fact that there is you've had a lot of outreach, it sounds like, since Uvalde. Can you talk about. Uh, again, who you've been hearing from? Have you been getting a lot of calls from districts who don't currently have a plan in place who say, OK, we're ready now. We want we want some help. Yeah. And, and so first off, we are a blue state today, but this law has been in place for 17, 18 years, something like that. And it, the Democrats haven't touched it. And I think that's because it is um, so widespread, especially in the rural areas, um, that they would get a lot of pushback if they did. But but yeah, since Uvalde, um, uh, most of our schools today, Cam, are um, are more rural schools or charter schools in in suburban areas. Um, but who we've been hearing from are normal sized school districts, and I'm not talking about like Denver Public Schools or Boulder, mm -hmm. or anything, but normal sized school districts that if they authorize and it's made public, I think members of the public are going to go, holy cow, this is actually a mainstream policy. Um, but you know, whether, whether we're blue or purple or wherever we are today, um, parents want their children to be safe. There's a lot of focus on curriculum, obviously, in schools these days. But um, as uh, my friend John Castillo says, whose son um, Kendrick died at STEM school and saved a class full of, of his friends, um, you know, as John says, you know, it doesn't matter what the curriculum is if your kid doesn't come home alive to you. Um, let's focus on school safety easily as much as we're focusing on on the curriculum. Um, so this is really a um, parent um, led thing. And, and, you know, school districts are also saying, gosh, what if that happened to us? What happened in Uvalde? And the fact that the, the cops didn't do what we expect law enforcement to do, um, I, I think it has left the country really um, reeling um, on, you know, what, what is the right answer here to protect students at the at the point of attack? Absolutely. And, and you know, again, I'm glad that this is an option that more school districts are are apparently looking into. Um, I, I'm curious, I mean, are, 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 have you seen a few more calls of interest? Like, like what has been the response? Have you, has this been overwhelming? Have you been surprised at how many districts you've been hearing from? Yeah, there's a couple of things that have surprised me. So after any of these terrible events, obviously my calls spike. Um, I've 
tend to do media and a lot of people see me on the media and and that drives calls, which is um, good because we want to talk this through. So I, my calls always spike. This time has been easily five times um, the the conversations that I've had, um, you know, between here and Ohio, we're having lots of conversations with people outside of the state um, who don't even know what the process is in their state. But yeah, it, it's been absolutely incredible. Um, and including schools, you know, that, like I said, this is the first time we've had sort of those normal, so to speak, school districts mm-hmm. um, to say, we, we've, we've got to have this conversation because parents are asking. Um, and then the other thing, and maybe this, this show will change that, Um, Usually I get more detractors on social media um, and it's been very, very quiet on detractors this time. And and again, I think it's because, um, you know, the the old responses of law enforcement can take care of that. That's a hard one to argue right now. And um, so the detractors have been far, far fewer than than typical as well. It is a hard argument, given what happened in Uvalde. but there are some other arguments that, you know, folks make against armed teachers. So let, let's go through these. And I want you to address these. Sure. Um, no, no teacher would sign up to do this. No teacher would sign up to serve as a human shield for their students. No teacher would serve up to uh, sign up to carry a gun. Uh, that's not what we agreed to get into teaching for. Um, that's been one of the complaints of the teachers unions, right? Is that this is ridiculous. And they sort of make it sound like you're compelling teachers to, uh, to do that, which is false. Again, this is all volunteers. But have you run across districts that have tried to put this in place that have had to come back to you and say, eh, Laura, sorry, but nobody, nobody wanted to volunteer. Nobody wanted to do this. No, I haven't heard any of that. So we've got a lot of concealed carry holders here in Colorado. It's something like 9% um, of the population. Um, and to to say that none of those people have jobs in schools would be, would be silly to say. Um, but what I hear more from superintendents is that when the school board passes the policy and the superintendent says, hey, contact me individually if you're interested in talking about being a part of this program, superintendents are getting more people than they thought. Um, they, You can imagine that um, talking about being a concealed carry holder is probably not the most popular um, discussion in the teacher's lounge. And so there, there are just people that they don't know about. Um, but what we see on the volunteer side, and these are all, as you said, all volunteers, nobody is compelling any school staffer um, to be a part of this program, um, is these are people who have had their concealed carry permits um, from years to decades, and they carry a concealed firearm to defend themselves and their families um, every day. They just are disarmed when they come to school. Um, but you're right, there's um, the, the driven by the teachers union and Moms Demand Action and Every Town for Gun Safety, all these groups, they like to say it is their number one thing. You can't make teachers carry. They don't have the mindset. And, no, and nobody is nobody's suggesting they be compelled. But but also look at this camp. Every time we um, see one of these school shootings, teachers and coaches and counselors, school staff of all sorts run into the sound of the guns, put their bodies between bullets and children to save those children. We know they have the mindset to save kids. They they keep trying to do that, dying in the process. What we're offering is that opportunity or what these policies are offering is an opportunity to stop the killer before he kills children 
and to have that teacher or janitor or coach go home to their family um, that night too. They, they should have a self-defense right um, in, in a place where they are sitting ducks. They should have that right to be able to defend these children and themselves and, and go home that night. So how many teachers do you think Faster Colorado will train this year? Oh, gosh. So um, we're set up to train a couple of hundred. And these are, you know, from new people to people going through their their subsequent year training mm-hmm. based on the number of, of schools that we've talked to. If if every one of those authorizes this year, we could be looking at instead of a couple hundred, probably a thousand um, school staff across the state. So significant. So we're obviously in a um, uh, logistical search right now for additional uh, space and um, and increasing our instructor cadre as well. All right. So just on the off chance that there's anybody watching or listening who can help, maybe they're in Colorado, maybe they got some land, maybe they got an empty building that they want to help convert into a range for you guys. Um, how can folks reach out? How can they help uh, Faster Colorado if they want to? Sure. So folks can go to fastercolorado.com. We're a project of um, Denver's Independence Institute, which is a free market think tank. So our our, um, website or our page is on their website, um, fastercolorado.com. You can contact me there. You can donate there. Um, Just we're getting so much contact. I'm really hopeful that uh, we keep hearing from people that want to help. It's been um, it's been great to hear from so many people. Uh, I, I am glad that uh, you all have been getting that response. Again, as you say, this is all about making sure that our kids and, and the adults in these schools stay safe. Uh, Laura Carno, always good talking to you. Thanks so much for joining me on the program and look forward to doing this again soon. Great. Sounds great. Thanks so much. I appreciate Laura joining us on the uh, program today, and we will be checking back uh, maybe towards the start of the school year in the fall uh, to see just how many of those districts that have reached out to her Uh, have followed through and have now put a plan in place where they will have armed school staff. But, you know, again, the media doesn't like to talk about it. The teachers union say, oh, nobody wants to do it. But that's just not the reality of what we see in states with these programs in place, whether it's Colorado, Ohio, Florida, Texas, or a number of other states. As Laura said, it's generally not a lack of volunteers. In fact, she's never had that problem. It's generally a matter of deciding, okay, how many people can we afford to train And we're going to have to pick and choose among those volunteers as to who's going to be that first wave of armed school staff. Again, that's something that really just isn't presented by the mainstream media, but it is happening in dozens, if not hundreds, of school districts around the country right now. All right, turning our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We're going to start there with a story out of South Carolina, where a group of low country moms are calling out prosecutors and judges for what they say is a light-on-crime attitude that is putting repeat offenders back out onto the streets. Uh, The Racial Justice Network held a press conference on Tuesday to highlight what's happening in South Carolina. One mom, whose son was shot and killed by a person who had just been released for another crime, said, uh, quote, the one that allegedly shot my son was just released from jail on the 17th of October. Her son was killed on November the 8th. Another mom said, me and my son, we were victimized last year, not even a year ago, July. She said uh, of her son's accused killer, he was out on bond within weeks after the crime. The judge nor the solicitor didn't even know if my son was going to survive or not, but he's able to get a bond and he's been out on the streets doing whatever he wants to do. And I don't feel like that's fair at all. 
Another mom talked about her son who was murdered on February 7th, 2021 in the Liberty Hill community in South Carolina. She said, my mother was at Liberty Hill for 61 years. Since this has happened to us, to her grandson, which is my son, she's refused to come back home. She fears for her life because the person who they said has done it is still walking around Liberty Hill. Uh, One of these moms said, quote, I'm calling on the judges, the solicitors, please consider this. These guys are coming into our communities. They don't care who they victimize. You know, my son today, it could be your son tomorrow. It could be the judge's son tomorrow. They said, we just want to address it, that these offenders need to stay in jail. I understand the overcrowding. However, it is our lives at stake. And again, there are a lot of parents and a lot of communities around the country who could make the same impassioned plea for the justice system to actually treat violent offenders seriously. And unfortunately, again, in all too many communities across this country, that is simply not happening. Today's Armed Citizen story from St. Louis, Missouri, where a ring camera caught a a shootout between burglars and a homeowner. Yeah, the uh, homeowner apparently had heard noises outside his house, went out to investigate and saw four individuals uh, who were breaking into vehicles there. Two of those suspects then shot at the homeowner. Authorities say the resident, fearing for his life, shot back. Uh, According to reports, uh, the suspects fled the area. They did not report any injuries to the homeowner or any other residents. Don't know if any of the uh, would-be car burglars were uh, shot by the homeowner. According to the St. Louis police, the uh, four suspects remain at large at this point. Uh, But authorities are encouraging anybody with information to uh, come forward. Again, thankfully, the uh, homeowner able to protect himself from the uh, armed criminals there in his driveway and in his neighborhood. And uh, finally today, our good deed of the day from Braintree, Massachusetts, where uh, officers in the right place at the right time, willing able to do the right thing to save a woman who was having a heart attack at a movie theater. This apparently, the, the call came in as a woman who was choking. Uh, but when Officer Chris Horrigan got there, uh, he found the woman unconscious on the floor and uh, began doing chest compressions. He then asked uh, Respondent Officer Mark Gibbons to bring him a medical kit because the woman did not have a pulse at that point. There were multiple other officers who responded, some of whom brought an AED from their cruiser uh, after they were able to uh, shock the woman's heart. They were able to get a pulse again. She was alert and talking to paramedics in the ambulance when she was transported to a nearby hospital. Uh, the woman's husband uh, said afterwards that she had thrown up 45 minutes earlier but wanted to stay and finish the movie. Uh, and again, the medical personnel who responded determined that the woman had not been choking, but was in fact suffering from a heart attack, able to give her the uh, correct uh, uh, medical response. They were able to save her life. The woman is alive, is expected to uh, recover. Again, because of the uh, quick thinking and the fast actions of officers, including Officer Chris Horgan, there in uh, Braintree, Massachusetts. We thank you for your very good deed. Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam & Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. We'll be back tomorrow with even more Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. Uh, I would encourage you, contact your senators. Contact your Congress members. Well, your one representative, I guess, as well as your two senators. Let them know where you stand on these uh, gun control discussions right now, because the debate is underway, and they need to hear from you 
And we'll be talking to you again tomorrow. Don't forget to check out BarryAndArms.com throughout the day for even more Second Amendment news and information that uh, should be on your radar. If you like what you see, you can always become a VIP subscriber. Just go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks, we're going to give you exclusive content, news stories, analysis, stuff you won't get anywhere else because your support makes a difference and it does matter. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.